Ford recently announced that they're going to have a small subscription service for $3.99 a month or so, and that they would have a um, curation for a video that's found all across the web. And I've been thinking about that idea a lot as I try to find not just news, but just anything that's worthwhile watching that's across the internet. And it seems like it's a really cool idea at the top saying there's going to be a service that is going to curate the videos for you. They're going to vet for you to make sure that they're either A, quality, or B, that they are trustworthy. And then for a small fee, they'll, they'll, they'll cover their back end. Now, to be totally honest with you, I don't mind the fee. That It takes labor. It takes technology. It's, it, it is what it is. But what it got me thinking more about was curation and the skill of curation, especially on the internet now. And there's a big um, faux pas or like, you know, uneasiness about paying curators because that means that they're making money off of the original creators. And we don't want to get involved in like, who deserves the money and who deserves a cut of what? But let's face reality here. Curators are a big part of the internet. And that's what a lot of people turn to. That's essentially what influencers are, right? There are some influencers that make nothing ex but exclusively custom content, their own content that, that, that they make. But there are a lot of influencers that are just curators, whether it be actual physical goods or it be digital goods, they're just curators. And that actually takes some skill, that takes some practice, that takes reading through a lot of other information. I listen to a lot of podcasts and like tech news podcasts, this is exactly what they do. They take news that is happening on other websites, put it into a single feed and then give that to you and then they monetize it through Patreon or ads or whatever it is. They, they can be accused of not making their own content, but their content is finding the good stuff and putting a little bit of flavor on top of it. And what the Flipboard TV thing had me thinking about was that curation and finding a platform that'll allow creators to have their stuff, but then also allow curators to share those things and give them an opportunity to be discovered too, that the curators can actually be discovered and that you could find something, a niche product or a niche industry or a very, very small subset of, of an industry that you're really interested in, but then this platform will allow you to find curators that can feed you the information that you're looking for. Modern newsletters are pretty much this. Seems like every newsletter that I follow now, they are focused on just sharing what interesting links. That's what they focus a hundred percent on, whether it be in a certain market or just broadly when it comes to news. Next Draft is a great example of that. He curates the news. He deserves, that is a skill, he deserves the credit and the praise that he gets for curating that while also putting a little bit of flavor on top. But this also made me sad for the death of RSS because RSS was the way that you could custom curate your own feeds, that you could find those other things, that you could use social media, that you could use blog rolls, that you could use YouTube to find other things and then drop it into your RSS catcher and then be able to consume the content. But the problem is, is that everyone abandoned RSS because it was all about the platform first. If you wanna consume this content, we want you to subscribe and follow and get notifications from our platform, not from someone else's. Where RSS is a curator of feeds, they don't want Google Reader or Feedly or Quite RSS or any of the other ones that are out there to be able to monetize on top of that. They want eyeballs 100% inside of their own ecosystem. And social media really was the lead on this to say, no, you could just come to our platform to consume it all. And it really makes me sad for the death of RSS because 
RSS could cause curator problem where you could easily curate your own feeds without being some on Twitter, some on YouTube, some in podcasts, some podcasts that are exclusive to specific platforms, newsletters, some newsletters that are behind paywalls. If you could put all of those things together into your single feed instead of some in your email, some in YouTube, some in a different video service, that would be such a game changer. But RSS was left behind because the platform mattered more than what the consumer wanted. RSS was a little janky in the beginning, so it took a little bit of work to figure out how you were supposed to do it. But if that continued to evolve and continued to get better, we would be in a much better spot for being able to consume all this content. And that's a complaint for a lot of people is that there's just too much. Give me the good stuff. Give me the stuff that I like. And if creators and curators were able to easily put into a system that would automatically put their things in front of the people and the fans that love them. But that kind of feels like if you put it all into a single place, like some sort of repository of all this content that you could put in whatever you want, but then also get recommendations from other people and put in their stuff too. And it sounds like RSS and I wish it was easy. You can do it with YouTube. You can do it with Twitter. You can do it with uh, uh, not Instagram anymore. You used to be able to do it with Instagram. You used to be able to do things like that with Facebook, but they've locked those things down. So it used to be so much easier, but it's not that way anymore. And I wish it was. And I wish that that had an opportunity to continue to, to develop and then allow curators to be able to say, here's the feeds that you should follow and then be able to support those curators. And in reality, what I really want, especially as a creator, someone who has a podcast about action movies and formerly of Miami Vice and some coaching stuff too, is that you go to a single platform and you see that we're talking about a certain movie. Let's say it's a showdown in Little Tokyo, and on there is our podcast episode, and then maybe someone else's podcast episode, and a handful of blogs that are about it, and some maybe a newsletter that's about those kinds of movies, and then an actual link to where you can go watch that movie. That platform isn't actually housing any of the information. It's just a repository to point out, hey, here's where all of this other great content you might be interested in. It's all in a single place. And you know what could funnel all of that into a single source like that? RSS, if everything had RSS feeds. I'd love to hear what you think about this idea and the, the death of RSS. Leave a comment below wherever you're watching this video. You can email me, obscurednarration at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter, at Dom Corbo. I'd love to hear what you think about curators in particular. Is it okay if they monetize themselves on top of the content? Is that taking things away from the from the creator? Do curators deserve to be allowed to be a part of this discussion? I think they do. So I'd love to hear from you. Email me, obscurenarration at gmail.com. That's going to do it for me today. I'll catch you all next time.